with another episode of Mommy Talk. I'm the host, Chancel, and today is April 18th, making April 20th or 420 right around the corner. So for those that are not aware, the cannabis culture refers to April 20th as weed day. So I thought it would be a good time to discuss my thoughts and experience with getting high. Um, Before I do, let me remind you of our sponsor, Cool Moms Club. Cool Moms Club is a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to shop woody basics at an affordable price. Don't forget Mother's Day is May 9th and this is the spot to shop. Whether you're looking for something for you or perhaps a little something just for them, head to the site thecoolmomsclub.com and enjoy 15% off your entire order with code MOMMYTALK. There's still time to use this specific code which expires April 30th so hurry and shop. Okay, let's get into this week's Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, This is the segment of the show where I'll share three statements and it's up to you to guess what's true and what's the lie. So here we go. One, for years my fake name was Nicole. Two, I've always wanted younger siblings. And three, I love going to the dentist. Try to guess what's true and what's false, um, and stay tuned to hear what's what, um, which I'll reveal at the end of the show. Okay, so I think it's best to start with rumors and myths behind 420. So how did the day become weed day within the cannabis culture? So there were a number of rumors, a number of myths, but um, I think my favorite three or what I felt was most interesting uh, were the following. So rumor one has to do with the California criminal code. So some believe it was the state's code used to punish the distribution of of marijuana. So um, if someone was charged with distributing weed giving out weed, selling weed, um, this would be on their record as 420. But the code 420 actually has nothing to do with weed. It actually has to do with um, obstructing entry on public land. So that's out, just a rumor. Um, Rumor two was maybe... It's like the police radio code. So, you know, how police are like, doo 420 on Main Street, back up, meet it. Um, but nope, that's not true either because 420 doesn't even exist in precincts such as like LAPD and NYPD. In San Francisco, it does exist, but I looked it up and it's a code for like juvenile disturbance. Um So rumor three comes from the Oaksterdam Cannabis Museum. It's located in in California and um, a curator there, he tells that 420 was the secret code among a group of friends at a high school in the early 1970s. So they call themselves the Waldos and at 4:20 p.m. they would meet um, up at the high school to get high, and the code just gradually spread across California and even beyond to like or across the nation. So I thought that 
because like rumor one rumor two um was acts because of like facts rumor three I was like even though it's believable I just don't know if it's really that true I just think it's crazy how something this well known was created from a group of high schoolers in the 70s you know first of all I think about they had to be some really committed kids to meet each day at 4:20 in high school kids typically are involved in some type of like after school sports or maybe they have like a little part-time job they may even have to look out for their younger siblings you know something right um so the fact that whatever after school responsibilities they did have they clearly scheduled it around their smoking time um so that they could make their 420 appointment i just think that's hard to believe the other thing is how is it that they never got caught like where were the staff did the staff leave immediately when the kids left um i know things are different now but i just can't imagine how they never got caught or or maybe the staff joined them um i don't know which is why i just think um as i said before it's just a little hard to believe so um If somebody asked me my theory of the 420 meeting, meaning I think it has to do with the blunt itself. So perhaps it started with someone describing the ideal size of the blunt. So yeah, it should be four inches and 20 comes from the amount of puffs you can typically get from this. I don't know. That's my theory. And I probably should have preferenced this by saying I know nothing about smoking weed. <laughs> I'll share my experience with it um, on on trying it in a few. But I think that's that's my my theory. I I don't know if like 20 puffs from a four inch blunt is even possible. Um but I, I think it's a pretty good theory, so I, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Um, or I think 420 perhaps comes from the idea of four people passing around one blunt that was large enough where they can each get 20 puffs from it. So again, I don't know if like 20 puffs of a blunt would make someone pass out. <laughs> I don't know if you should stop at 10. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like it's a pretty solid theory, particularly if, you know, this recreational thing came around the 20, the 70s, um, simply because, you know, that's around the time of like Woodstock and, you know, raves and just, you know, crazy parties. And I just can see people um, finding their little circle of four or their group of four and passing around a blunt uh, while counting the puffs out loud. So goes around one, goes around two, goes around three. And I just think that when they got to 20, they all cheered and they felt really good at that point. So those are my two theories. Um, For those that are listening, if you heard like the real story behind it, 
please DM me on IG at Cool Moms Club Store because I really want to know. I want to know like what what's the real story behind the 420 meeting. All right, so let's get into my experience with marijuana. Um, as you've probably concluded from the two theories I I have. I really don't know what I'm talking about, and that's because I've only been high once. So all through school, um, middle, high, college, I never had the urge to do drugs. There was no specific reason why I didn't want to try it. Like it was, it was nothing like I saw what drugs did to my uncle or my parents had conversations with me that forbid me to go down that path or you know, it was nothing like that. I just really honestly did not have the desire to do it. There was no curiosity on my part. So when friends um, offered, I I just declined and, and moved on. But about three years ago, I tried smoking weed. Um, I had smoked hookah. I had smoked cigars before. And so you know, my thought was, oh, the feeling or the sensation is likely the same, so I'll try it. Um, it's, you know, now legal in um, in a few states, so it's more so now recreational. Um, so yeah, I, I tried it and I was completely unsuccessful. I couldn't get the whole, like, um, the in- inhaling thing down Um, I was told you have to let it kind of sit in your lungs for a few and then exhale Um, and I was just like puffing and exhaling right away I think it was the fear of me thinking that my lungs were going to be like completely shot Um, after after this one experience I just remember seeing those images of like the truth commercials or even, you know, way back in school when they showed you like the comparison of like, this is a healthy lung and this is uh, um, a lung that has been smoking or from a person who's been smoking weed. Um, I just feared that that would happen. And so I'm like, there's no way I'm going to hold this um, in my lungs like you're instructing me to do. So yeah, I, I completely was unsuccessful in trying to get high um, this time. And um, so I I never tried it again. I, in addition to it feeling like a complete waste because um, it was a, a failed attempt, I despised the scent of it. So there was, and, and there was, you know, no effect on me uh, whatsoever anyway. So it was just nothing that I I ever tried again. Okay, so fast forward to about a year after that, um, my husband made some edibles. So quick background on my husband. He's like a cool geek. So what I mean by that is he's cool in a sense that he knows a lot about a lot of things. Um, He can literally have a conversation with just about anyone about anything and that person will leave feeling like, okay, he, he knew a little something like he, he knew, he knew something. 
Um, but the geekish side of him often takes things to the max by researching the hell out of some topics. Um, you know, he reads multiple Reddit posts. He'll watch a ton of YouTube videos. He'll even like find and listen to podcast episodes about this one particular subject. And he's done this like many times. One of them learning how to make edibles. He told me he was going to learn how to do it. He researched the the ingredients. He researched um, the, the dose amounts and found recipes. He compared one another. He, he did all of these things, right? Um, which again, if anyone would have sat down with him and asked, hey, how do you make edibles? They would have left thinking, man, he's been doing this for years. Um, he was very well versed on the subject. Um, but bottom line is that he made some sugar cookie edibles and he snacked on them for like a week, right? So probably like towards like the end of the week, um, yeah, it was like the end of the week, he told me, hey, you should try a little piece um, because he knew, you know, my failed attempt with trying to smoke and um, he was like, you don't have to worry about, you know, try the whole like puff thing. You should try this. So I was like, huh, okay. Um, like, like he said, I wouldn't have to worry about trying to puff and, and get the whole pattern down or rhythm down, um, nor will I have to deal with the stench. So I was down. That morning, I tried like a little piece, right? About two hours later, he came, he asked, hey, do you feel anything? You good? And my response was, yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't feel anything at all. Later that day, we're getting ready to go to a friend's birthday dinner. And he tells me, um, maybe you should take a little bit more. Now, because I knew we were going to dinner that day, I really hadn't ate much prior to. So I may have bit a little more than I should. Um, and halfway into the dinner, that may have turned into a hell yes, I bit way more than I should. When I really started feeling it, we were finishing up dinner um, at, at, you know, the birthday dinner and Eric could see like my eyes like getting low or heavy and he knew, he knew it was time to go. Like, like I said, we finished up dinner, we paid and said bye and got in a car. We left. We didn't, you know, stand around out in the parking lot talking a little bit more. Nope. We were gone. Um, so we're heading on the road or we're on, we're on the road heading back and, um, I remember feeling like I was in a video game. This is going to sound weird, but I was high guys. So, um, I remember it being very dark. Um, it, it, it was dark on, on our ride home, but the colors of the trees were so vibrant. So the lines on the roads, they seemed like they were 3D. It really felt, like I said, like a, like some sort of video game. 
the colors or, or the pigment in the colors were just really, really bright. Um, it felt like we were passing by the cars like really slow. Um, but the scariest part to me was I felt like I could hear every single thought. So maybe I would think like, what time is it? Then, man, I'm so thirsty. Oh, what kind of car is that coming up upon? Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Um, now such and such knew she shouldn't have worn that tonight. Like thoughts like that were coming in my mind like right after another. Um, sometimes even interrupting the other thought before I can even kind of finish it. Um, it was it was just complete chaos. I felt like I was going crazy and I just couldn't suppress or organize my thoughts, um, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I couldn't focus on one thing. Um, I think that that best sums it up. I could not focus, uh, which for a person with my personality is almost the worst thing ever. Not having control. I wasn't, um, I wasn't able to control my thoughts. I wasn't able to control my mind. Um, and it was making me lose my mind. So Eric and I, we still laugh about the incident because he could tell I was bugging. Um, I told him at some point of the night, um, I was like, I need you to lock me in the guest room and get home. Um, because I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm going to bite you. And this was like not a sexual bite. I, I wasn't saying this like in a sexual way. This was me immediately thinking I was going to morph into the bath salt zombies um, that went around eating people years ago. I thought I was I was going to become one of them. So I um, instead of going home and sleeping in our bed, I suggested he should lock me up. <laughs> this is no lie. He should lock me up in the guest room so I wouldn't be a danger to him. I was a complete mess, y'all. And this was my first and my last time. I have not since then gotten high. It was it was a really scary experience for me because I just thought that like, you know, how could you hear yourself how could you be normal and hear yourself think or hear that many thoughts running through your head like I could literally I literally remember every single thought coming in my head I shouldn't say I remember that I just remember the idea of all of these thoughts going in and out in and out and it was like I don't know 100 miles per hour it was it was crazy like I said some I was able to have like a complete thought and the, or in, some, in others it was like I would start thinking something and right in the middle of that thought it would be interrupted. So it was just very chaotic for me. Um, again, I'm, I have that personality where I just like to know <laughs> what's going on at all times, uh, which is probably why I don't have a desire to be... Um, you know, under the influence other than like alcohol. And I feel like I know my limit with alcohol so well where I 
it's been a while that I've gotten to the point where I just cannot control myself, let alone my thoughts. So that's what I stick to. Um, (laughs) um, I know that experience, although Eric was trying to like calm me down by like letting me know, hey, it's okay, it's going to be normal. I think he was a little worried in the sense of he just didn't know how much I I bit off. He didn't know how much I took. So he couldn't even, you know, gauge or he didn't know um, when about when I was going to come down from my high. So um, since that time, neither one of us has brought up the subject of, hey, it may be a good idea to get high again. Um, So for me, this 420 will be a regular Tuesday making tacos for the family. Um, Perhaps I'll have a little tequila shot just to say, oh, I was feeling good too. Y'all know how I get major FOMO, um, hence the tattoo on my wrist. But yeah, that'll be it. Um as far as my 420 celebrations it would just it'll just be tacos and tequila for me uh if you're listening and you're planning to get high af on tuesday by all means go for it you know i love to see mom still enjoying life um after kids by doing something for them just because you have kids doesn't mean that your life ends right so this 420 if smoking is your recreational thing or was your recreational thing have fun just you know be careful um before i wrap up i wanted to share this list of 20 celeb moms that have been admit that have admitted or been caught smoking weed i thought that this was interesting so um, here's here's 20 celeb moms. One is Madonna, two Whoopi Goldberg, three Kristen Bell, four Megan Fox, five Anna Ferris, six Drew Barrymore, seven Charlize, Charlize Theron, um, eight Gwen Stefani, nine Chris Jenner, ten Naomi Watts, eleven Susan Sar- Sarandon. 12 Amy Poehler, 13 Chloe Kardashian, 14 Kirsten Dunst, um, 15 Nicole Richie, 16 Barbara Streisand, 17 Frances McDormand, 18 Melissa Etheridge, 19 Sarah Palin, and 20 um, Alanis Morissette. I'm sure there's a lot more than this, but it was an article that I found online. Um, and they were just like saying, you know, the norm, um, of our society, um, kind of, I think just the, the idea of moms smoking our society is not all the way, um, accepting of it. So, um, they were just talking about their idea about it or their views about it. But they um, also shared like these lists of celebs that have said, oh, yeah, I done a little puff, 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 puff give um, a few days in my life. So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, I thought for sure on this list, I would have 
absolutely guessed Madonna. I would have absolutely guessed um, Alanis and Gwen because of, I guess, their industry. So I just imagine they get buzz right before going on stage and performing. Everyone else, I could see, you know, I could see Nicole Richie, um, you know, she's she was a socialite. Um, Kristen Bell, who played the voice of Gossip Girl, a show about uh, rich, reckless teens that were into sex and drugs at the early age of like freshmen, um, of a freshman in high school. So that's what, 15? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just natural, I guess, for her to be um, into smoking uh Chris Jenner oh my gosh yes absolutely simply from the fact of everything she's gone through I wouldn't be surprised if some nights she needed something a little stronger um so those I can I can definitely see you know Whoopi Drew Barrymore absolutely but Barbara Streisand Barb come on I cannot see that whatsoever. Um, And I don't understand how she's able to get the whole puff thing down. And I wasn't. I I don't get it. Um, Again, I know that this was probably a touchy subject um, because of just society's perfect picture of a mom. But marijuana is legal in several states now. And just like... It's nothing for someone to share their experience with plumping their booty these days. I'm certain in due time, there'll be a number of moms having these, the same, I guess, openness attitude about their weed habits. Um, at the end of the day, we're all grown. We have the right to do whatever we want to do in the comfort of our home. So hopefully this was a fun topic for you as it was for me. Okay, so let's get into these truths and lies, or actually it's just one lie. Uh, So I'll say them again. One, for years, my fake name was Nicole. Two, I've always wanted younger siblings. And three, I love going to the dentist. So if you guessed true for the first one, my fake name was Nicole, you're correct. So I never gave out my real name at the club or just in the streets, period. I was always Nicole. My fake name was Nicole. If I thought you were like decent, you know, you kind of cute. I gave you my nickname, <laughs> which um, which is Kiki. And, and that's my real nickname. So you probably heard some of my family, my friends call me that on previous episodes. Um, but yeah, anyways, Nicole was the name I gave people, um, when I, I met them, like specifically guys, um, I met them, they asked my name, I'd be like, oh, I'm Nicole. And, um, if they would see me out, (laughs) they would call me by that name. Hey, Nicole, I would of course never answer, therefore making them feel like I must be someone else. Um, so it was perfect. It was perfect for dodging those lanes. Um, you know, as I got older and like cell phones became 
like everybody had a cell phone and they would call you right there on the spot. Like if you gave out a fake number, um, it was also perfect for that because I would, I would give them my real number and then they would call and they were like, Oh, I'm just calling so you can put my number in the phone, even though they were really calling to make sure it wasn't a fake number. Um, when they called back and I was, when I wasn't standing in front of them, they called me like the next day or later on that day. And they would say, Hey, um, Nicole, I already knew like that was kind of like my sign of, "Mm, I don't want to talk to you. I didn't want to talk to you because I didn't give you my real name. So I would always tell them, I'm sorry, you got the wrong number. (laughs) It was perfect. It was perfect. Um, the second one was I've always wanted younger siblings. This is actually the lie for this week. I wanted siblings. So if you're not aware, um, I'm, I'm the only child, so I definitely wanted siblings, but I wanted them to be older. So I wanted a brother, an older brother so that I could talk to his friends and an older sister so I could share her clothes. And when I tell this to people, particularly people with older brothers and sisters, they tell me this is far from reality, but that's, that's what I've always wanted. I didn't want younger siblings because then I would have had to like watch them and (laughs) share my clothes with them. And I don't know, I don't think I would have reaped any benefits (laughs) from being an older sibling whatsoever. So definitely not something that I desired. Um, so that means number three was the truth, which was, I love going to the dentist. Um, something about having clean teeth. It's, it's so assuring to me. I laugh and I smile a lot. Um, especially or except in in pictures. I don't smile in pictures. But um either way I'm sh- always striving to have like bright teeth. Um I've done like the professional whitening trays before. I've paid for like the crest strips in in the sh- trays that you can do at home. Um so going to the dentist Um, to get my teeth clean. It's an appointment that I look forward to. I've had braces, but since then I've never, or I haven't had any like real dental work, like, I don't know, crowns and cavities or whatever else people get when they go to, to the dentist. But I haven't, I haven't had a need for those. So I, don't have the experience or story of like fearing the dentist um like most people so yeah i'm all all for seeing the dentist okay guys well that is it for this episode i hope you have an amazing week um stay safe stay sane and stay cool